Section two of the Wallet of Kai Lung by Ernest Brahma. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter one: The Transmutation of Ling, Part two. The story which I have selected for this gratifying occasion said Kai Lung when, an hour or so later, still pinioned but released from the halter, he sat surrounded by the brigands, is entitled Good and Evil, and it is concerned with the adventures of one Ling, who bore the honorable name of Ho. The first, and indeed the greater part of the narrative, as related by the venerable and accomplished writer of history, Chao Tan, is taken up by showing how Ling was assuredly descended from an enlightened emperor of the race of Sin. But, as the no less omniscient Ta Lin He proves beyond doubt that the person in question was in no way connected with any but a line of hereditary ape-worshippers who entered China from an unknown country many centuries ago, it would ill become this illiterate person to express an opinion on either side, and he will, in consequence, omit the first seventeen books of the story, and only deal with the three which refer to the illustrious Ling himself. The Story of Ling, narrated by Kai Lung when a prisoner in the camp of Lin Yi. Ling was the youngest of three sons, and from his youth upwards proved to be of a mild and studious disposition. Most of his time was spent in reading the sacred books, and at an early age he found the worship of apes to be repulsive to his gentle nature, and resolved to break through the venerable traditions of his family by devoting his time to literary pursuits, and presenting himself for the public examinations at Canton. In this his resolution was strengthened by a rumor that an army of bowmen was shortly to be raised from the province in which he lived, so that if he remained he would inevitably be forced into an occupation which was even more distasteful to him than the one he was leaving. Having arrived at Canton, Ling's first care was to obtain particulars of the examinations, which he clearly perceived from the unusual activity displayed on all sides to be near at hand. On inquiring from passers-by, he received very conflicting information, for the persons to whom he spoke were themselves entered for the competition, and therefore naturally misled him in order to increase their own chances of success. Perceiving this, Ling determined to apply at once, although the light was passed, to a Mandarin who was concerned in the examinations, lest by delay he should lose his chance for the year. It is an unfortunate event that so distinguished a person should have selected this day and hour on which to overwhelm us with his affable politeness, exclaimed the porter at the gate of the Yamen, when Ling had explained his reason for going. On such a day, in the reign of the virtuous Emperor Hu Chao, a very benevolent and unassuming ancestor of my good lord, the Mandarin was destroyed by treachery, and ever since his family has observed the occasion by fasting and no music. This person would certainly be punished with death if he entered the inner room for any cause. At these words, Ling, who had been simply brought up, and chiefly in the Society of Apes, was going away with many expressions of self-reproach at selecting such a time, when the gatekeeper called him back. I am overwhelmed with confusion at the position in which I find myself, he remarked, after he had examined his mind for a short time. I may meet with an ungraceful and objectionable death if I carry out your estimable instructions, but I shall certainly merit and receive a similar fate if I permit so renowned and versatile a person 
to leave without a fitting reception. In such matters, a person can only trust to the intervention of good spirits. If, therefore, you will permit this unworthy individual to wear, while making the venture, the ring which he perceives upon your finger, and which he recognizes as a very powerful charm against evil, misunderstandings, and extortion, he will go without fear. Overjoyed at the amiable porter's efforts on his behalf, Ling did as he was desired, and the other retired. Presently the door of the yamen was opened by an attendant of the house, and Ling bidden to enter. He was covered with astonishment to find that this person was entirely unacquainted with his name or purpose. Alas, said the attendant, when Ling had explained his object. Well said the renowned and inspired Ting Fo, when struck by a thunderbolt, it is unnecessary to consult the book of dates as to the precise meaning of the omen. At this moment, my noble-minded master is engaged in conversation with all the most honorable and refined persons in Canton, while singers and dancers of a very expert and nimble order have been sent for. The entertainment will undoubtedly last far into the night, and to present myself even with the excuse of your graceful and delicate inquiry would certainly result in very objectionable consequences to this person. It is indeed a day of unprepossessing circumstances, replied Ling, and after many honorable remarks concerning his own intellect and appearance, and those of the person to whom he was speaking, he had turned to leave when the other continued. Ever since your dignified presence illumined this very ordinary chamber, this person has been endeavoring to bring to his mind an incident which occurred to him last night while he slept. Now it has come back to him with a diamond clearness, and he is satisfied that it was as follows. While he floated in the middle air, a benevolent spirit in the form of an elderly and toothless vampire appeared, leading by the hand a young man of elegant personality. Smiling encouragingly upon this person, the spirit said, Oh, fool! recipient of many favors from mandarins and of innumerable tales from gratified persons whom you have obliged i am even at this moment guiding this exceptional young man toward your presence when he arrives do not hesitate but do as he desires no matter how great the danger seems or how inadequately you may appear to be rewarded on earth the vision then melted but i now clearly perceive that with the exception of the embroidered cloak which you wear you are the person thus indicated to me. Remove your cloak, therefore, in order to give the amiable spirit no opportunity of denying the fact, and I will advance your wishes. For, as the book of verses indicates, the person who patiently awaits a sign from the clouds for many years, and yet fails to notice the earthquake at his feet, is devoid of intellect. Convinced that he was assuredly under the especial protection of the deities, and that the end of his search was in view, Ling gave his rich cloak to the attendant, and was immediately shown into another room where he was left alone. After a considerable space of time, the door opened, and there entered a person whom Ling at first supposed to be the Mandarin. Indeed, he was addressing him by his titles when the other interrupted him. Do not distress your incomparable mind by searching for honorable names to apply to so inferior person as myself, he said agreeably. The mistake is, nevertheless, very natural, for however miraculous it may appear, this unseemly individual, who is in reality merely a writer of spoken words, is admitted to be exceedingly like the dignified Mandarin himself, although somewhat stouter, clad in better garments, 
and, it is said, less obtuse of intellect. This last matter he very much doubts, for he now finds himself unable to recognize by name one who is undoubtedly entitled to wear the royal yellow. With this encouragement, Ling once more explained his position, narrating the events which had enabled him to reach the second chamber of the yamen. When he had finished, the secretary was overpowered with a high-minded indignation. Assuredly, those depraved and rapacious persons who have both misled and robbed you shall suffer bowstringing when the whole matter is brought to light, he exclaimed. The noble Mandarin neither fasts nor receives guests, for indeed he has slept since the sun went down. This person would unhesitatingly break his slumber for so commendable a purpose were it not for a circumstance of intolerable unavoidableness. It must not even be told in a low breath beyond the walls of the Yamen, but my benevolent and high-born lord is in reality a person of very miserly instinct, and nothing will call him from his natural sleep but the sound of tails shaken beside his bed. In an unexpected manner, it comes about that this person is quite unsupplied with anything but thin printed papers of a thousand tails each, and these are quite useless for the purpose. It is unendurable that so obliging a person should be put to such inconvenience on behalf of one who will certainly become a public laughing-stock at the examination, said Ling, with deep feeling and taking from a concealed spot in his garments a few tails, he placed them before the secretary for the use he had indicated. Ling was again left alone for upwards of two strokes of the gong, and was on the point of sleep when the secretary returned with an expression of dignified satisfaction upon his countenance. Concluding that he had been successful in the manner of awakening the Mandarin, Ling was opening his mouth for a polite speech which should contain a delicate allusion to the tales, when the secretary warned him, by affecting a sudden look of terror, that silence was exceedingly desirable, and at the same time opened another door, and indicated to Ling that he should pass through. In the next room, Ling was overjoyed to find himself in the presence of the Mandarin, who received him graciously, and paid many estimable compliments to the name he bore, and the country from which he came. When at length, Ling tore himself from this enchanting conversation, and explained the reason of his presence, the Mandarin at once became a prey to the whitest and most melancholy emotions, even plucking two hairs from his pigtail to prove the extent and conscientiousness of his grief. Behold, he cried at length, I am resolved that the extortionate and many-handed persons at Peking, who have control of the examination rights and customs, shall no longer grow round-bodied without remark. This person will unhesitatingly proclaim the true facts of the case without regarding the danger that the versatile Chancellor or even the sublime Emperor himself may, while he speaks, be concealed in some part of this unassuming room to hear his words. For, as it is wisely said, when marked out by destiny, a person will assuredly be drowned even though he passes the whole of his existence among the highest branches of a date-tree. I am overwhelmed that I should be the cause of such an engaging display of polished agitation, said Ling, as the Mandarin paused. If it would make your own stomach less heavy, this person will willingly follow your estimable example, either with or without knowing the reason. The matter is altogether on your account, O most unobtrusive young man, replied the Mandarin, when a voice without passion was restored to him. It tears me internally with hooks 
to reflect that you, whose refined ancestors I might reasonably have known had I passed my youth in another province, should be victim to the cupidity of the ones in authority at Peking. A very short time before you arrived, there came a messenger in haste from those persons, clearly indicating that a legal toll of sixteen tails was to be made on each printed paper setting forth the time and manner of the examinations, although, as you may see, the paper is undoubtedly marked, persons are given notice that they are defrauded of any sum which they may be induced to exchange for this matter. Furthermore, there is a legal toll of nine tails on all persons who have previously been examined. I am happily escaped from that, exclaimed Ling, with some satisfaction as the Mandarin paused. And twelve tails on all who present themselves for the first time. This is to be delivered over when the paper is purchased, so that you, by reason of this unworthy proceeding at Peking, are required to forward to that place, through this person, no less than thirty-two tails. It is a circumstance of considerable regret, replied Ling, for had I only reached Canton a day earlier, I should, it appears, have avoided this evil. Undoubtedly it would have been so, replied the Mandarin, who had become engrossed in exalted meditation. However, he continued a moment later, as he bowed to Ling with an accomplished smile, it would certainly be a more pleasant thought for a person of your refined intelligence that had you delayed until tomorrow, the insatiable persons at Peking might be demanding twice the amount. Pondering the deep wisdom of this remark, Ling took his departure, but in spite of the most assiduous watchfulness, he was unable to discern any of the three obliging persons to whose efforts his success had been due. End of section 2